Welcome to your favorite comic book YouTube channel, Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piskor. I am Jim Rugg. Highly controversial issue of us one we're going to look at today, Jimmy. But first, got to let you guys know we have the Patreon. And the Patreon is set up to mitigate the Kayfabe effect. If you are a King Kayfaber, you are watching us record this video right now. And you are getting all the videos before anybody else. But the vids are brought to you by the books that we make in 2023. It's going to be a big year for us here at Cartoonist Kayfabe. Off the bat, there's the Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus coming out uh, in time for the holidays. This cover's gonna be real sexy, man. It's gonna be gold foil, gold foil on the on the lightning bolts and stuff. Collects all of the Hip Hop Family Tree comics. Four, the four big volumes. Uh, the total page count is 504 pages, but there's 140 pages of stuff that is not in those four volumes of uh, Hip Hop Family Tree Treasury Editions. Also, Red Room Crypto Killers comes out sooner than later, man. It's going to be coming out in May. This is the cover that you'll see in stores. Uh, support the comic. Uh, there are a couple of flavors of covers for this comic. The sketch cover variant is something you guys have been asking for for a while. Here's Peach Momoko's offering, Jim Rugg by way of Rob Liefeld, and an Eddie P variant to go along with uh, Red Room, Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit. Two volumes of Red Room trade paperbacks are out there. Scoop those up. Each one is self-contained, though. Three volumes of X-Men Grand Design and WYSIWYG. Sooner than later, Jimmy is going to be putting out Street Angel Princess of Poverty. This collects Jimmy's Street Angel comics that were not collected in Street Angel Deadliest Girl Alive. So between both books, you have all of Jimmy's uh, Street Angel output to date. Very important to get this book and put it on your uh, on your shelves. Also, Hulk Grand Design is out there in the wild right now. It is going fast. Scoop it up sooner than later because it might take a while for those things to be reprinted. Man, my second X-Men book is still not reprinted. People are looking for that thing. Plain Janes is Jimmy's other book that he uh, has out there in the wild. Support the books. Keep the channel uh, thriving. And we can continue bringing you videos on a very regular basis. Now, Jimmy, yesterday on the channel, uh, as of our recording schedule, looked at uh, Wizard Magazine number 52, I believe, and there were uh, no less than two articles in there. It's all over Wizard 52. About uh, this highly controversial issue of Spawn that uh, leaked out into the ether. Spawn number 30, April 1995, uh, I believe. Yeah, April 1995. A uh, very stark cover you got there, man. Uh, this is when Greg Capullo is stepping in, doing the storytelling visually and uh, doing the penciling. But uh, it's Spawn. He gets... After, as yeah, seen on Current Affair. As seen on a Current Affair, <laughs> where uh, a nice old grandma uh, is on there like, I do not want my my boy reading this, man. I do not need my grandson reading this kind of a comic. I, I, from what, in my mind's eye, my hindsight, right? Like, like she was a Southern lady. Uh, it was a black lady and just didn't want the reminder of this kind of imagery, uh, for sh to be sure. Uh, it is my thought that every, the, everything about it was a work. Uh, I think that Todd McFarlane like manufactured that somehow. I think that's probably was really easy to do. You just have to accept you have to fall on the sword a little bit and you will still publicize your comic in a, in a big giant way on at, a, at an era where there were very few uh, possibilities of being on TV. Sales are plummeting millions of viewers for current affairs. I saw that show. It was not promoted as like highly controversial comic episode of a current affair. It was just on and I saw it and was like, you know what? I'll fuck with it. I haven't read a spawn comic 
since that Greg Capullo guy came came on. I was in it for the McFarlane, but it sounds like you're going places now. I have this issue in the previous, and then that's pretty much it. I, I, the only other Spawn comics I get are the ones that come in by way of uh, the, the, K, the kayfabe audience, man. And one of the things that was interesting to me about going through this and, and reading it is uh, Greg Capullo can draw like a motherfucker and he is a uh dynamic drawer he can he could set up a composition in a scene that is just fucking fun to look at and it made me think about those guys like the john clearies and some of those other hall of hero comics that trent canuga or hanuga however you say his name the people who had the obvious todd mcfarland inspiration but didn't have the solid drawing chops to kind of create a holistic thing this is the opposite approach in that greg capullo can draw he understands the form and he knows what he's drawing but certainly mcfarland is asking him to to noodle it up plus mcfarland is doing the ink work so he's noodling it up even further but like the compositions like this that is a sharp composition those that truck feels like it's flying and just the poses of uh your guys here uh as you can see uh this this would upset a grandma in the south who doesn't doesn't need the reminder of this kind of thing no doubt but the poses and the art is it's just he sets up the aesthetics really really well yeah i, I wonder whenever you mention those guys who sort of aped McFarlane yeah but didn't find a big employee from McFarlane mm -hmm. it makes me think like yeah he identified with Capullo that Capullo had this foundational skill yeah in a weird way had some stuff that McFarlane didn't have because sometimes you, sure? you look at McFarlane stuff and it's a little uh Play-Doh-y these these characters so like you bring this guy in who has really good fundamentals and then you put that McFarlane glaze on top of it and it wouldn't surprise me if McFarlane thought this was a better version of the book I think it is like <clears throat> like uh, like looking at it now uh, compared to what it was. I think it was you know this is a studio book, and Capullo's called in to do like the storytelling chops. There is stuff that is real. If we really get into the story, like so much has to happen in from this panel to this panel that it's all called out here. Yeah. What's this now? Boys' night out. Like he's saying all this stuff that you don't see until that, and it's just it's super wonky storytelling. Uh, I have just such clear memories from 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 this era in this period of time, and it does make me think. I I didn't I didn't look this up, so I, you know I could be off a little bit. But one of the movies that was being promoted so much was A Time to Kill, Sam Jackson. One of those uh, I saw it in a theater. John was it? No, what's the guy's name? John Grisham. Yeah, adaption. Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Uh, and uh Kevin the, McConaughey maybe yeah uh, Matthew McConaughey Matt Matthew like, McConaughey. yeah that one that one set him up in America like as like oh this is a celebrity and I, I remember the trailer clear as day but yeah they deserve to die and I hope they burn in hell that's right like that was like a commercial constantly and I think that this might have some influence like like uh, McFarlane is playing he plays the hits man he's going for popularity and I think that that movie and all of the hype surrounding that flick i think i think that inflicted itself on on uh this comic it is a complete comic which i think might help it in terms of its lore and how it's often referenced like it's like this one in the issue previous come hot off the heels of the neil gaiman angela 
miniseries that Spawn shows up in. And when he comes back to Earth, to the terrestrial plane, he uh, materializes not in not in the alley, but in like the South. It's a cool idea as a writing thing. You know, it's a like a way place. to get your character somewhere else. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's a fresh start. It's a whole bunch of fresh stuff you can do then. Yeah. And the previous issue, which we will probably look at, because that's like another one of those super popular issues, is the one with the two boys that get hold of the gun, child abuse issue. Uh, McFarlane's that edgelord, you know? It's so awkward to have like anything that has a like a realistic component yes. and grafted onto like any superhero comic. Sure. Any superhero comic. It's just a weird way to go like... It's super fantasy genre. Now let's look at this super realistic element through that lens, and it becomes like, oh boy, and <laughs> that it, is a and that's a delicate balance. Yes, that you, you need to strike here. Yeah, and you have a uh, you have a McFarlane who promotes that he doesn't read. Man, if it's not on the sp- I was I was watching the Spawn cartoon uh, <laughs> while while drawing some stuff, and uh, there's a part where Sam is like, if it ain't on the sports page, I don't read it, and I'm like. McFarlane put that in there. Like, like he basically says that in the Gary Groth interview. 100%. So he is a smart businessman. I'm not going to call him well-read. Uh, so, uh, so he's, he's got de- he, like, he's got, uh, he's all thumbs in putting this together. Ostensibly the story is that the KKK is trying to run this guy off of his land. Right. It's a county that's, I guess they've run most of the black landowners away through terror. And that's what they're, you know, this is the last holdout. Right. You have your portly kind of grand dragon character. Also, by the way, when you see these like good old boys and stuff, don't you think that like you just go to the Elks Lodge uh, in your town and just arrest everybody there? <laughs> like, 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 isn't it just all those dudes with their fucking beer steins and shit? <laughs> I haven't spent a lot of time in the local Elks Lounge, but possibly. I'm imagining but, uh, so. No, you can't do that because uh, our leader here, I don't want to spoil things. Yeah. But- Thirty-year-old comic, right? Our leader's the judge, yes. the local judge. Yes, and there are some things that have to be done to to sell it to you, that that he is man because you know it's dicey. that's that's a hell of a drawing. Start out with some stuff. Spawn gets shot in the head and then strung up by a chain in the tree. Look at yes. that tree, man, gnarly. Yeah, dude, it's like a lot of Capullo on that tree. You know, like seeing what we've seen in Wizards and stuff up to this point in his drawing, I feel like there's a lot of Capullo designing that tree. Yeah, but but then like there are the parts like, and it could be McFarlane adopting ticks from Capullo, uh, but there's the famous corn mm-hmm. image with like the hopscotch off the cliff, and and that's that's McFarlane. McFarlane didn't cut Greg Capullo in on that album cover and that shit, man, and it has the same kind of aesthetics yeah you know what now that i say that i don't know that i've seen mcfarland draw any trees i guess that one spider-man issue where he goes north right. to go. yeah so i don't know man maybe maybe i'm wrong about that it's just like some of these guys draw such stylized trees i just assumed that wasn't mcfarland didn't look like his work but i don't know that for sure gotta get your page or two of uh sam and twitch in there just for the hell of it that was that was always the thing. Like he was always trying to like add B stories and things, but they just kind of never yeah. go anywhere. Though Sam and Twitch are kind of fan favorites. I love this page layout. Like this is a panel, but also it's an open panel that bleeds. You know, it it, uh, it makes a nice page. The good old boys are are caricature caricaturized as as they should be. Just like total like shit eaters. And then see, this, a time to kill had to be an influence. It had to be. It had to be. And it's one of those things where it's like you may just catch the trailer. Totally. It's something, you know, like, it goes to work in your brain. Yeah. I don't know if everybody understands how 
how that works, where it's just like a seed, like you hear the right thing at the right time and not yeah. even realize you're taking it in. It's a monthly comic, uh, pretty much. You know, they're putting out pretty regularly, so it's like you, you know, you need you need stories every you month. Like, fast. all right, let's let's uh, this this will be the story here. Yeah, this is them going to uh, going going to court over murder, right? Yeah, yeah, like like McFarland, like the dude who does not read, putting dialogue into the voice of of a lawyer. Dicey proposition. Yeah, a lot of story, you know, kind of crammed into this issue. Yeah. Although so, I like that better than if this were a six-parter. So, oh, totally. So as a uh, storytelling piece, visually, of course the judge rules in favor of the battered guys and not the black dude uh he looks really happy with himself here visually there's really nothing telling you that this guy is this guy right there's nothing visually there you don't exactly know he looks portly he looks portly so you need the dialogue piece right yes. here where the guy says boy is the judge ever fired up tonight you have to have that part because the visuals do not sell it yeah, and it's good storytelling to have that part, so there is no confusion. Exactly, we know who this guy is. This is confusing. I, the the back of a why does gavel? a judge switch the gavel around a point? Like point the, the hammer, bang it a couple times. Like that's really silly. And then there's another one here where we're talking about this great expensive gun that's a revolver. <laughs> it's a it's a shotgun, and if you wanted to tell me it was a pump action rifle, I might agree with you. But it's not a revolver. Show me the right. cylinder. Right. Yeah. And and so this is central casting. All of this is stereotype. Like the full comic is full stereotype on every end, you know. So now we're getting into the shit kicker stereotype of a guy who has like whiskey still. A, yeah, his like moonshine gimmicks yep. happening. And uh, as a three panel comic, it works like you see the steel, grab some some shine for himself. My uh. My grandma's uh, parents, my grandma was orphaned because uh, her parents uh, made a bad batch and they died from it. Holy cow. Yeah. This stuff was still around. Like where I grew up, like I, we would wake up and there'd be the moonshine was delivered in the night and you would burn a spoonful of it to kind of check its purity and the color of the flame indicated the purity. Yeah. Yeah. I, the the Polish show kids still fuck with this kind of stuff and uh, it's replaced with gasoline. So you got the gasoline <laughs> in the foreground, the guy spitting it out there. Now this guy fetishizing <laughs> his so, his revolver. Such a dumb, like what are we doing here? There's sort of a life and death and hate crimes and stuff happening, but then also it's like a prank in the middle of it. Right, all of this. So so like, so like, what? Yeah, what McFarlane is trying to establish right here is Spawn is covertly striking terror <laughs> into the hearts of these good old boy shit kickers. So you gotta hit them where it hurts, right, Jimmy? Uh, you make a bad batch of moonshine. This guy's fucking jerking off all over his uh, his Webley Fosbury 455 automatic revolver. Good lord, there's wrong stuff in that. Some every word of that is wrong, <laughs> and it gets twisted up. It it becomes a Looney Tune yeah thing, you know. Like, it's a weird tone. It's totally M Todd McFarlane. I do not. Here's the thing. He he falls under that same category as like a George Lucas or like a Kanye West who was in the system and was really vehemently like pushing for something and they're like no you're wrong no you're wrong no you're wrong and then he was right and now you can't trust people to tell you that you're wrong 
So you got to be the man who's making everything happen and you are going to surround yourself with people. I don't know that there's anybody speaking truth to power to Todd McFarlane. There's nobody in his life doing it. So this is, it's, it makes me want to read more Spawn. I'm going to be honest because, <laughs> because we are inside his id. Well, I was going to say, you know, like for all the stuff where you go like, oh, it's the wrong kind of gun or this is weird. This was the number one or number two selling book at the time. Right. You know, like this was the top book. So if the stuff is, you know, quote unquote wrong that he's doing, it's selling books. It's not wrong if you're in a commercial industry, which he's in. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. But I, I there is, you go back, you read this up. There is a there is a folk art component to it, and that's me being nice and not saying outsider art. Uh, and so we have our last, you know, rule of th- Ernie Bushmiller's rule of threes. Yeah, 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 totally. Our last piece of terror. So it's like we hit him at the moonshine level. We hit him at the gun level. What's the other level you can fuck with a hillbilly? His American-made four by four truck automobile. Mm. And uh, this guy, this good old boy, he's real proud of it. Looks like Wild Bill straight out of G.I. Joe comics. And with chains set up, man, uh, Spawn ripped off that rear axle. <laughs> they talk about like how badass this truck is. Right. That's the most normal looking truck I ever saw. My neighbors have trucks bigger than that. Right. You know, like this thing should be a monster truck <laughs> that, he, that he destroys. But yeah, it's really a strange, a strange little piece of storytelling. Very, very, uh, very fun. I like the idiosyncratic part, though. You know, the part where, like, nobody is... T- There's no editor that McFarlane's got to get this idea past. That's kind of what I love in comics. Yeah. This didn't necessarily make me want to read more Spawn, but I'm glad you had that reaction because, like, this is what I want in comics. I, I want a comic that if you took McFarlane off, you don't get this comic. Exactly. And that's my thing. Like, like, uh, like that Alex Ross comic we looked at, that's, like, the singular. I like that far more than Kingdom Come. Uh, I do like Marvels. But... It's a pure Alex Ross invention that of, of both tracks of comics, the, the textual part and the visual part. Like, let me see that unfiltered. I would prefer that than over any assembly line, anything in comics. Yeah, it's the thing that I say all the time, like with those indie comics where like, I don't want super competent. That's the most boring thing you can do. Right. I want eccentrically, outrageously bad or good but that boring middle part where it's like, oh, the figures are very accurate, the perspective's good, fine. So sell it to somebody else. <laughs> right. I want the I want the stuff that nobody else is doing except the person we're looking at. So one final piece of Looney Tunes, man, is uh, Judge Zachary Mison or Misson enters his chambers, and when Spawn jumps on him, you see the little toupee gimmick pop <laughs> off, and then he like writes it on his head. Uh, it, this is another beat that is like, what the fuck is missing here? Because Spawn shows up and I guess just dematerializes. Like, Greg Capullo does what he can by showing you the window sill and the closed window, and you see the cape outside. So that's letting you know that uh, that some time has passed. We talked to Eric uh, Larson about full bleed images and, and him being conscious of the spreads so that like one panel doesn't bleed into the next that's exactly what we have here yeah is you know i mean the k like it's a two fuck they you know it's yin and yang or whatever yang and chang and ang the original siamese twins that toupee coming off the judge's head do you give capullo credit for that that seems like such a nuanced concept like it's funny it's great it's visual they even have the panel payoff of it do you think mcfarlane wrote that (laughs) that's a good question it's pretty good. It's pretty good detail, whoever whoever did that one. Yeah. So it gives them enough time to call the good old boys. 
the judge uh, then is looking for the dude, shooting up his property as Spawn enters directly behind him. That looks very menacing. Uh, yeah, we've switched now to fully auto submachine gun. Yeah. And uh, Spawn is uh, going to string the good old boy up. There's some cool stuff happening here with just the shadow. It, like, it feels, it, it's got a good three-dimensionality. See, it. I wonder, again, that might be one I'd give Capullo credit for. Yeah. I feel like there's a certain, again, fundamental drawing that he's good at, and it's it's a nice element to bring to kind of a McFarlane energy. Yeah. That cape, though, man, I would hate to draw that. I feel like you're torturing everybody involved. Look at that stuff. But right? but, it, but, it, but it was McFarlane's moneymaker, man. Uh, McFarlane and Liefeld were on the comic book resources boat, the CBR boat, CBG, yeah. like, does that make sense? At uh, San Diego Comic-Con, and Todd was talking about Ink and Rob, and he's like, like, uh, yeah, we, you know, if we did it again, uh, Rob was praising Todd for, like, like, even if I made it super detailed, Todd would still add even more lines. Like, that's, that's like, something that they valued, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, like, McFarlane didn't want it to be simple, and, and, and the thing is, it really is just, it's just, uh, pen mileage. It's not, you know, the same Jeff Darrow stuff where like the perspectives are all right and stuff. It's just a lot of lines. Like this is just a lot of lines. Uh, but we loved it at the time. Puts a noose on our dude. Uh, they have their little exchange. The good old boys are coming. The cavalry has arrived. You see the illumination through the window of that little cabin or hunting lodge or whatever. Well, it's a great face on the judge there in the middle. Yeah. Now Spawn is saying, all right, let's 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 see how well your friends know you. You see the zappies coming out. Spawn is actually... the, the one, one sort of bookend piece of this is that Spawn is not excited about using much of his power to, like, get back home to the alley or whatever. So, like, he's just kind of moving about America in the shadows to, like, get back to to uh you know his homestead or whatever establishing that he doesn't want to use too much of his powers but he fucking hates this dude enough this dude's a big enough piece of shit that spawn will use a couple you know a couple gimmicks of that power meter to what does he do what does he do jim turns him into an african-american still in his uh you know white knight costume there yes and uh, the good old boys are completely besides themselves, man. See, it's like, you know, wearing a patch of a rival bike gang or something. They they just, they cannot believe this. Uh, Spawn, and they're, they're, you know, they're getting ready. See so many angles and stuff with these fucking clan hoods and shit. <laughs> uh, you get one final page with Spawn talking to, confronting the homeowner guy. Wrapping that whole bit up in a bun has the files of the judge that will beyond the shadow of a doubt uh bring justice to everybody who has been wronged and we've seen this is at least a couple of nights worth of stuff we've gone through a court case and everything and we're full moon every night it's a blood every moon. night here blood moon mm. and we leave with the uh the judge got strung up by the good old boys as they bounce and leave and, and dude i mean that's piss right <laughs> i guess it is right yeah i guess so there it is man the most controversial issue of spawn maybe of image comics 
kayfabers put something in the comments what is the most controversial image comic yeah yeah it's, that's that's a thought that is a thought uh fun seeing this little bit where we t- we see like where image comics is at that time shaman's tears has come back uh and is on an issue eight uh several liefeld books bad rock nightmare new man i is power of the mark like i know the mark was like his tom cruise like pitch thing i don't know if that's him I don't know if that even... I wonder if all of those books have even been published. Yeah, I'm sure Bloodstrike and Newman have. I don't know about Nightmare 3. I don't know about that at all. Union, was that under the Wildstorm brand? Yeah, it was, yeah. Okay, so we got 1, 2, Wildcats 19. Mm, that's uh, Alan Moore, I think, is maybe there. James Robinson, just at the end. Savage Dragon's on a 19. Cyberforce is at 13. How many of those were drawn by Silvestri? This says by Silvestri in Silvestri. Maybe he's still on it then. Issue 31 of Spawn, man. Fucking Todd completely continuing his deal. Once he started, like, he was pretty dogmatic in getting those issues out. <sighs> Who's on the art there, anybody? Craig F. Wyke. Don't know that name. It's not a bad piece. Yeah, almost cybernary with the hair. Yeah. You know, good chain mail on the hand piece there. Boy, this image fan art, it, it takes me back. Like, like whenever I started looking at these books again, somehow this was what I had forgotten. And it's just, it's an era, you know? Yeah. There's so much enthusiasm for this stuff from the fans. Max on MTV, how about that? Yes, and this, this is my absolute final era of... Okay, so I never... You know what? I, I don't think I ever bought a McFarlane toy. Because I had this one, I had this one, I had this one, and this one. Uh, and that was it. I was done. Uh, I, it was over for me, man. All my money was going to comics. Michael Golden spawned right there. How about that? Yeah, that's a pretty sharp piece. Um, Alan Moore, Violator versus Bad Rock. Yeah. You get Alan Moore, and that's the two characters you, you, you put his name on. Rob Liefeld said it on the channel. He got the call from McFarlane who said, I got Alan Moore writing a Violator comic. And and uh, Rob is like, where did we go wrong in comics? Where did comics abuse Alan Moore to the point that he's doing a Violator comic? So Rob says, I called up Alan Moore and said, what's better? <laughs> Violator and Bad Rock, man. Let's do that comic. <laughs> you know what's wild too is like, neither of those dudes draws it you would think if alan moore shows up it'd be a big enough deal to be like yeah i'm gonna draw that one they were they would keep that one for myself running studios man yeah like like why why not make you know the violator thing you're right numbers you just don't need does it sell more if rob liefeld draws it or tom mcfarland draws it probably not very much right and i mean if you can get alan moore as the name that's gonna sell it how about the uh the pocket the denim pocket for brian denim as a signature not bad not bad especially if you're coming out of that extreme studio man just having a pocket <laughs> got to so, distinguish yourself from the pouch guys so we had uh the child abuse gun episode with the wife beater or like the child beater cop dad we have the kkk issue and then we're gonna hot shot 32 with the new costume that doesn't look too much unlike the old one it just has a gauntlet and some spikes on the ankle is that the changes? Is that what it is? That's the changes. Yeah, that's all, that's all the changes. And 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 why? Because Todd has a toy company. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like he needs to he needs to have product. 
And in the same way uh, as like Arctic Batman, who's called the Dark Knight, but he's all white, uh, you need to figure out more ways to change Spawn. And if you remember, like in that Violator, uh, in the Violator issue, no, 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 uh, uh, the Alan Moore. I don't remember. The, the, I'm not even sure what you're going to ask. I'm sure I don't remember. The costume is alive oh, and yeah. amorphous and stuff. So that is just a cipher for Todd to make all kinds of different oh, looking forever, Spawn designs. Forever. Um, now that you see the ad for issue 32, Ed, do you still want to read more Spawn? <laughs> <laughs> I am real curious to see where Todd and, and Greg goes. Like, it really is, it, it is, the, it's the id of Todd McFarlane that you get to read, and it's never on display better than this issue, and it does make me curious if, if, uh, if you get more gems, more jewels, man, do we have the Dawn of Man conversation that we got with Todd McFarlane from our shoot interview? Does it show up in an issue of spawn somewhere like you find that find that this guy's it's be my favorite video this guy's brain is entertaining me uh people if you make the super cut if you go through our videos i'll tell you right now like there's several robs uh the last stuff that we did with eric larson our scotty young interview uh there may be other places you make us the super cut the, the todd, the todd mcfarlane impression super cut Wow, from the, that's from, a video. We, we have, that is a video. We have plenty, almost any Rob video will have at least some of it. There's at least three, four, plus, plus, plus there's the Eddie P joint. I was going to say, there's probably some Tom Scioli doing some talk. Right. <laughs> It'd be a massive undertaking, but well worth it in my, in my uh, enjoying it opinion. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want to cut the thing, man. You good to go, Jimmy? <laughs> I am. Kayfabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. Tell the people uh, what you have out there. Street Angel, Princess of Poverty, coming from Image Comics very soon. Pre-order that one now. Collects all the Street Angel comics that are not in Street Angel Deadly Scroll Alive. Pick that up, too. It's back in print after being away from for uh, like a year. Plain Janes and Hulk Grand Design are my other latest books, and I am serializing my latest comic story on patreon.com slash jimrug. Just started this week, so join me there. Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus is going to hit the stands in, uh, in time for the holidays, man. So uh, scoop it up as a gift. Scoop it up for yourself. If you have the original Hip Hop Family Tree volumes, uh, there is 140 pages of additional stuff that is not in those four volumes. So this is the, the this is the ultimate uh, Hip Hop Family Tree book. Red Room is starting up again. The last Red Room miniseries, Crypto Killers, coming out in May. This is the, the variant cover for issue one. This is the cover that you will see in stores. There is a sketch cover. Jimmy and Peach Momoko have both uh, contributed amazing variant covers for uh, the new Red Room comics. There are two volumes of Red Room trade paperbacks out there right now. Scoop them up while you can. Three volumes of X-Men Grand Design are out there right now. And uh, the WYSIWYG hardcover book can be purchased uh, if you look good and hard enough. What else do we have going on, Jimmy? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the link below the video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, mugs, hats, fanny packs, stickers, and lots more at our spread shop. That link is under this video. All great ways to support the channel. Give them those marching orders, Jimmy, and we'll be on our way. Read more comics.